Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. So our guest tonight is Shay Bainbridge from Two Truths and Denmark on High and Omega Bakery, right? Mm-hmm. Did I leave I anything out? I also work at Ace of Cups. Oh, I didn't know that. I do. Okay. Well, you're all over the place. And How do you have time for all that? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Ask my friends. They don't see me. Um, <clears throat> how long have you been a bartender? Uh, off and on for longer than it's than I should have been. Why? Uh, I was 20 when I started. So. Oh, how did that work out? Because sometimes when you're the server and the bartender leaves, you have to step in and man the ship. Oh, I see. I see. Uh-huh. So. So what days are you where? Um, I'm at Ace of Cup during, during the days. Okay. And I do help in cleaning and maintenance and formerly, uh, formerly more bartending and like daytime management stuff. But I've really stepped back from that to pursue more craft cocktail bartending. Um, I'm just there to be helpful to the owner, Marcy Mays, who I adore. And to make sure that Ace of Cups stays a profitable business as long as I can help with. Uh, and then I'm at Two Truths on Friday, and I'm at Denmark on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Okay. And Omega Bakery is there. Delicious. It's just it, it is just from filling to time time. So when you're there, do you eat like a hundred pepperoni rolls? Because that's what I would do. <laughs> oh, I've been pregnant and working there, and she has a rule that you can eat whatever you want when you work. So I have oh, eaten okay. so many. That's amazing. I've. Fought people over the pepperoni rolls and they come out of the oven. Yeah. They're I can so see why. good. They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Even after they've gotten cold and you reheat them, they're still delicious. Everything from Omega's that fantastic. That has absolutely nothing to do with cocktails. It's but true. They're delicious. They are. And it's a quick Omega. plug from Omega. <laughs> Omega. Um, everybody should eat at Omega. <laughs> Amy's a fantastic, definitely fantastic baker. So you also are doing a really fun new thing with the folks at the table. Tell us about that. Yes, um, I have a new pop up coming um, coming up on February fifth. So it's a small riff off of the first one. Which also thank you both for coming. Absolutely, it's great. We enjoyed uh, it. We're going to keep it a small, intimate space again, a dozen to 15 people, $75 a plate this time, but a more significant meal. It'll be a three-course. I'm going to make one of the drinks for you tonight, but a three-course, so a starter and then a full meal with a cocktail pairing and then a dessert with a cocktail of mine. Wonderful. And it's called Under the Table? It's called Under the Table. Okay. And who thought of that? Where did that come from? It was a brainchild of between Jen Marlett and Sarah McGlenn. Sarah, if I mispronounced your name, I apologize. Um, they wanted to do more female curated bartending things in Columbus just to, you know, women are frequently underrepresented in a lot of, in a lot of vocations. And especially as being a bartender and one, I'm a tiny little lady and being a tiny little lady bartender, I feel like we're underrepresented. Anywho. Um, so Jen and Sarah got together and decided to do some kind of pop-up, and I got the pleasure of doing the first one, and it was great, although small, but nobody else has stepped up quite yet, so I'm doing it again on February 5th. Awesome. Uh, we loved it. It wasn't just the, I mean, the food at the table is always amazing. Your cocktails were s- sensational, but the, it was fun. The pairing is so fun. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. So... It was also meeting people, sitting at dinner with people that we'd never met before. Well, I met your boyfriend one, or your fiance mm-hmm. once, but um, 
but just getting to know people that you didn't know before then. That's always fun, I think. But how did you go about pairing? How, did you guys like go to the kitchen and just start making stuff or did they lay out the food and then you try to match it or how did that work? I had the idea of, so the first time I did four cocktails as opposed to three this time, because I want it to be more cocktail forward as mm -hmm. opposed to this time it is more dinner forward. Um, and I just had an idea of these are four drinks that I want to make and I don't usually spend that much money on my back bar mm -hmm. so for my home. So this was a fantastic excuse to play around. And I came with the drinks and then uh, Carly Sifrit, who is one of the chefs, yeah. um, Carly and Jen and I talked about it. And then we sort of like riffed back and forth a little bit between, well, what if we did this sauce instead of this? And what if we did this a little bit instead of this? And this was tall and short. And so it started with your cocktails. It started though. with my cocktails. Okay. And then Jen helped me pair with the food. And then Carly and I went back and forth. And on one of the cocktails, you made a, a syrup with uh, croissant. Fennel and croissant simple syrup. That was amazing. Oh, so delicious. It, so buttery. So uh, It was so wild. It was buttery, but in a good way. Like when you think of butter in a cocktail, you might automatically go to, oh, it coated my tongue and my mouth, but it didn't do that at all. But the fennel added like the herbaceousness mm -hmm. and then the bourbon barrel gin and the spritz on top of like a little soda float. And I have, so I have a, a colleague and partner in, um, or partner, good friend, who lives in Asia and does craft cocktailing all over the world. And I definitely spent two hours on the phone with him talking about my menu. So so how did you make it, though? Like, did you soak the croissant? It is a straight, simple syrup. So a one-to-one -one water sugar. I just started adding fennel and dry, stale croissants. Stale is good because you don't want to add too much water. Mm -hmm. And it is that simple. It is four ingredients. Boil wow. until desired consistency. And then you just strain mm. it. Mm -hmm. And voila. It was it's delicious. incredibly simple, yeah. but it would be. Oh, I would love like oh, I would love to use it with so many other things. Like I would love to put it on like on a bread pudding. I would love to put it on a like a skirt steak. I would oh, love yeah. to put it on. Oh, it was. So I could good. see that. Yeah, it was delicious. So that was a really fun event. Thank we you. we enjoyed it very much. So, um, how do people get tickets to Under the Table? Uh, this time, last time I was in charge, but to make it more seamless, this time it's all under the table. So you go to the website and you look up events. Okay. And the next one is February 5th. February 5th. At 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Okay. And what's their website? It is thetable.com. Mm -hmm. All right, listeners. So $75. It's a great, great value. Are you going to do parting gifts this time as well? I am. I haven't decided what that'll be yet. Okay. Maybe more simple syrup. <laughs> It'll be still some sort of tasty takeaway and a fantastic coupon to the table. Okay. To get you to go back and... See those wonderful women all the time. Oh, I love that place too. so much. So you mentioned that uh, women are underrepresented. Have you had issues, as I ask all our female guests this, is it harder for women in this in the industry, do you think? Oh, I think absolutely. Um, one, I just think we're underrepresented in general, not to go on a giant feminist rant. But... Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a tiny little lady, so the idea of leaving me to close your bar at the end of the night, it's going to be a different thing than asking a six-foot-two man to close your bar at the end of the night. It doesn't matter our skill set. It doesn't matter our like what we know how to do. I know that I'm not going to be asked to close as much alone at night mm -hmm. or just to work alone. So I think women are under, uh, underrepresented. 
So you think you lose shifts because you're... I think it's harder to find a job sometimes. Okay. Which is just a personal thing, not just women. But I think that somebody taller with a deeper voice is sometimes more listened. Oh, man, I'm going to stop this feminist rant right now. (laughs) I don't actually want this to come out on the radio. Um, Yeah, I totally think women are underrepresented in in the... I think you should rant. Okay. Rant I'm, I'm trying to think of how to answer this question without coming off like a bitch, though. Um, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can come off like a bitch. Cool. I'll be a bitch with you. Okay. Um, I think women's voices are not heard as loud and as strong as they should be in general mm-hmm. in any avenue of life. Of course. Even motherhood. We are not not listened to as much as we should be, I think. But the alcohol realm and world is by far male dominated so i'm happy to see my columbus ladies take it over a little more yeah and i'm happy to be a part of that yeah it's changing a lot it is it's fantastic everywhere i think i'm with everything i think but particularly the the spirits industry you're seeing female distillers now which is awesome um prize-winning female bartenders, which is also awesome. So I, I think it's more. changing. It, it is great. I hope it changes we for the better. We need more equity and all yeah, of that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's not like I think it needs to be female-run, just, you know. Well, it needs to be female-run, too. I right. mean, it, it, everything runs better if a woman well, is in charge. We all know that. That's oh, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> just a fact, just stating a fact. All right, so... Um, we are going to make, you are going to make a cocktail for yeah. us. What are you going to make? Um, this drink does not have a name yet. Oh. But it will be one of the three that are paired with my, my table pop-up. Okay. Awesome. Well, so we're going to take a break right now, and you're going to make us a cocktail. And when we come back, I want to hear some stories that you okay. have. All right. We'll Excellent. be right back. <laughs> And we're back. So what do we have here, Shay? I have a mezcal cocktail. And I chose these four spirits because they're things that, for either the more experienced bartender, if you don't mind spending this much money, this is going to be an expensive cocktail to purchase. But having these on your back shelf are fantastic things to add to so many others. So we have mezcal. So I have my favorite smoky mezcal for the price point. It's a Vita. And then Ancho Reyes Verde. I prefer the Verde you can get it from Wylands, which is the only place in town they know that carries it. Um, the Ava Cochasa, which is a fantastic Brazilian cocktail. Um, spirit, sorry. And Orchard Pear from, oh my gosh, did I get this? This is from the Rothman and Winter. Yum. What looks beautiful. So, and you, um, you put flame to a jalapeno for the garnish. I did char a jalapeno as well. Char jalapeno. So let's try this thing. So it's up to you if you want to put it inside and be brave or snack on it later and be bolder. Cheers. Cheers. And thank you. Oh, that's delicious. That doesn't taste anything like I thought it would. That is really, really good. I also picked this because I enjoy the small glassware. So the idea if you're having like a dinner party and you want to have somebody over... This is a nice way to start the evening. It is 
rather boozy. So yeah. smaller proportions are great. Right, I right. love these beautiful little coops. Where did you get these? I got these from Antiques on High. It's the corner of Como and High. The antique mall, not the store. Awesome. It's on the west Very side. Pretty. So um, it's got a little bit of heat. It's got a little smoke from the Vita. Yeah, and, a, and the pear comes through nicely. What is this again? Cachaça. It is a Brazilian liqueur. That remind me that um, not mojito, but what's the caprinha? Mm -hmm. It is one of the base spirits of the caprinha. Right. That is really delicious. And what are the proportions? Uh, two ounces of the vita, and then one half of the ancho reyes, one half of the cachaça, and one half of the pear. Very good, mm -hmm. man. That's so great. super easy and simple for any home bartender to make. Wonderful. So Shay, tell me about the most famous person you've ever met in a bar. Well, the most famous person would be Prince. Actually, I know I was telling you the story earlier, but the day after Prince died, I was waiting on Gloria Steinem. Wow. That's and amazing. She brought up the fact that Prince died and we had a nice long conversation about Prince and it was shocking and very hard not to like sweat and get excited and keep my wits about me like you're, you're glorious time and you're glorious time and we're talking about prince oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh i can't wait to tell my mom oh my gosh um did you it, get a selfie with her i did not i didn't want to bother her she was here she was just having some sushi across the street from yeah. the convention center she did not she just wanted to have a quiet day but it's glorious Steinem. right we're talking about prince oh my gosh yeah that's crazy so you met prince as well but i also met prince wow um in a, a bar on campus a very long time ago. Really? Yeah. Giggled like a small hyena. <laughs> he left quickly after. <laughs> it's not a, so, not a proud moment. So did you know him as soon as you walked through the door or did you go? Oh, we, we recognized him immediately. It was the most fascinating. Did he have an entourage or? No, it was just him and two people. Really? Yeah. He just wanted to be left alone also. You, you try to be respectful. I, it's, it's hard not to get incredibly excited when you see certain people. Yeah. So uh, we were standing at Hyde Park. We were leaving Hyde Park. And uh, um, and now I'm blanking on his LeBron name. LeBron James. LeBron James. <gasps> okay. Uh, I was so excited. I was like, Blair, get your camera. I want to get a selfie with him. Blair's like, no, you can't do we're that. Leave that. him alone. And I'm like, I, I'm sure he wouldn't mind, but... Blair shamed me into not doing it. And he just was super nice. He said, hey, everybody, how's everybody doing? Talk to us. So that was kind of, I think, my only encounter with a famous person ever. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen another famous person. Okay, so you and Gloria Steinem, you talked about Prince. We, we did. It was, okay. um, oh, it was fantastic. So the New York Times had taken out a full-page ad. Sorry, um, I'm distracted by the good cocktail. Okay. Excellent. I'm so excited. I'm glad. Thank you, friends, for helping me taste test this afternoon. Um, yeah, it was just a beautiful moment when I just realized who she was. And it's like, you have made such a bit, since I went on my feminist rant earlier to bring yeah. up Gloria Steinem, um, you've made such a difference for women in the world, and thank you so much. And we just got to talk about Prince and the New York Times and Corvettes, and it was great. Oh, fun. So you've, you work at so many bars. You must have some fun stories to tell. So come on, girl, dish. Okay. Oh, man, I really can't decide which fun story to tell. Um, tell them all. Tell them all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so working at Ace of Cups, I have gotten to, uh, I've had the pleasure of getting to meet, serve, help 
some of my favorite all-time childhood idols, which this is not just through bartending, but things like getting to meet Thurston Moore was pretty cool. Things like getting to meet people that I would not have the, I hate to say privilege, but I would not have the opportunity. Yes. I would not have the ability to meet otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. And then getting to work at a place like Denmark, getting to work at a place like Two Truths, where not necessarily famous people coming in, but people such as like How I Met You Two, mm -hmm. who are heavy players in the city, spreading the good word about craft cocktails. Like mm -hmm. I think that's equally as if not so more important, quite frankly. Oh, so she just added us to the list of important people. Wow. You're the only person that's ever done that. <laughs> no. Thank you, Shay. Because you like <laughs> the fact that I've waited on you in multiple establishments and when I see that's you true. at a new place that I work, and I'm like, oh I love, I'm so excited <laughs> to get to see you again. Like it's it's great. It's like re-meeting friends Aww. again. We feel the same. So, yeah. That's why we love bartenders so that's much. That's why we go out as much as we do. Yeah. Plus we like to drink a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean when somebody asked me why I was doing this podcast and I was like I don't know what to say and he's like well you like to talk and you like to drink so there you go that's you're pretty good at all, yeah that's all you need right there so yeah. I guess that's my tagline yeah so have you ever received a weird tip or any weird oh sure um I mean okay here's um I mean I've been tipped in um substances before which is usually like thank you no thank you it's really not how I want to get tipped. I've been tipped in... Like with a joint or something? Sure. <laughs> I would take that. Um, I mean, I've had to kick people out of bars who were hitting on me like while actively smoking marijuana. Like, you understand that not only do I work here, you're hitting on me. You have to... It's, it, you <laughs> cannot be in this establishment. I will not name said establishments, but that has happened before. Mm. Not great. Um, Oh, yeah, getting tipped in a poem, by the way. Mm -mm. <laughs> nobody nobody wants that. Your phone number in a poem. Nobody that's, wants that. That's awesome. Like, audacity. Thank, like. thank you that you enjoyed my cocktail. What I actually need to do is pay my mortgage, as it turns out, though. Um, somebody was nice enough to leave me a $200 tip this holiday. That wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And thank God for tip sharing, because my coworker got it as well. So awesome. good on everybody. Mm -hmm. So, did you know this person? Were they a regular, or was it a random? Not person? that regular, really. Aw, that's sweet. That was nice. Kudos to you out there, whoever did left that two hundred dollar tip. Again, Everybody anonymous. should do that at the holiday. They should leaving that's little so extras always nice. Um, I've been tipped in animals. Someone gave animals. me a kitten one time. I didn't want the kitten, but they <laughs> tried to get me to take the kitten home with them. That's not a tip. It's not a, no. It's not a tip. That was weird. That is very weird. Did they just like have it in their pocket? They were like carrying it around at bars? They were trying to get rid of them outside and came in for a drink and tried to offer me a kitten as a oh tip. Oh my goodness. Like, now I'm good on the kitten, thank you. You're like, here's a tip. <laughs> get your cat spayed or neutered. <laughs> Go watch The Price is Right from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, um, I did not take kitten. All right, tell me some more stories. I know you got more in you. Sometimes things happen when you're standing in a bar that you think that nobody will ever believe you. And these two women came into my bar rather intoxicated fairly early, maybe four in the afternoon. Offer them a glass of water. I'm not going to give you a drink, but happy to have you sit and stay and you're not driving anywhere and you take care of them. But they both have furry unicorn outfits on 
Literally. Big furry, like onesie furry outfits. And they drank their glass of water. And I'm the only person sitting in this bar. So like nobody can watch this. And then they're a couple and they start kissing. And then one jumps on the other one's back and carries the other one out. And then my coworker comes back from the grocery store getting mint or ice or whatever the heck he was getting. And I'm like, did you not? Am I the only one that just saw the two people? In, They're like, in uh, Shay, that didn't really happen. That was just in your head. No, no. <laughs> and they were unicorns? Come they on. were unicorns. It was great. I saw a unicorn. I really did. Um, I don't believe it. I mean, you see other like beautiful acts of, I mean, you know, there are other less body stories. There's acts of kindness and all sorts of other great things, but... See, some of these I'm going to out my coworkers, so I can't because they're going to listen to this. You don't, don't need shame, to name say names. names. Yeah, no, no, no. Some of them are going to be obvious. I'm going to be outing my coworkers. Um, <laughs> it's always great to see your coworkers have a good evening <laughs> yes. on their night off and be a little silly. That's always super yeah. fun to serve them, to get to be on the other side of the stick from them. Yeah, that's kind of a thing. Like in the industry, people go to different bars for their last drink of the night or their first drink of the night, I guess, if you're a bartender. <laughs> so do you see a lot of industry people? Oh, absolutely. Something that I love the most about the Columbus cocktail scene is that I feel like we are all very familial. Like I don't, I don't know. I do not know the people from Mouton so well, but I used to work at the bottle shop. I don't anymore. I still love them. Mm -hmm. I work at Two Truths in Denmark, but I still like, we want everyone to frequent everywhere. Like, okay, so you've had a cocktail here, you've had a cocktail here, you've had a cocktail here. Ooh, if you're going farther to Worthington, go to Light of the Seven Matchsticks. If you're going here, go to Bottle Shop. If you're going here, like, I love the reciprocity and the familial, like, the, the family love. That's one of great. the things that we've always noticed about Columbus much more than other big cities is there's that feeling of family that feeling of um camaraderie and you're not like not helping somebody is not going to make you better or progress your career or anything and everybody just seems so friendly and able to give yeah i mean that's not unique to the um to the alcohol industry industry oh, um but that's yeah, columbus that's that's columbus that's what we like you said that's what we love about it because you like meet somebody and you're like, oh, I know somebody in your field. Let me connect you. And then that person connects you. And everybody wants to help everybody. And uh, we were doing an interview out of town recently. And it was just the opposite. The bars, it's a very small town and yet they compete. It's like they're not helping each other. But there's enough business for everyone to go around. So to not help each other is just foolish. But I think people get competitive and it goes to their head and um but i think that really hurts them in the long run so well, i feel like for the cocktail scene if the idea is we're all out there to enjoy a nice drink have a wonderful conversation or be quiet by yourself whatever the heck you choose to do mm -hmm. if we're all in it for the same thing then it okay so you have a drink at my bar i would love to see you go to another bar and have the same experience and have a great evening and then say oh but i was just there and then you might tell somebody else oh i was just at denmark Oh, I'm going to try Denmark. Oh, I'm going to try Two Truths. The yeah, the idea of reciprocity is just that's that I think is what we should all be here for. Yeah, I agree with you there. Wonderful. All right, tell me tell me another story. Let me let me think of a question that will prompt a story. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a story mind. that's like not too body, not um, too. Oh, we can be body. Have another sip of that strong <laughs> cocktail of yours. That's why I made it small. It is tasty though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
That is really tasty. Excellent. And it's not, it's just the right amount of heat. It must be this chili mm-hmm. ancho reyes, chili poblano liqueur. Lots and it's the, it's the verde. I smell that. Do it. It's also why I brought you the bottle, though, so that you can make one or two to take home with you later, if you want. Well, yes, thank you. Not that you don't have things at home to drink, but. So do you have a, a favorite bar? Like, do you prefer Two Trues over Denmark or vice versa? Or do you really just like bartending wherever? Um, oh, I like bartending wherever. I, I thought you meant a pure bar to drink at. Uh, as far as bartending it, no, not in the slightest. Uh, I've been at Two Truths significantly longer, so I feel a little bit more like it's, it's not my living room, but I feel I feel a little more comfortable there. Mm-hmm. I know the clientele a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, Denmark is significantly... Our back bar is huge. It's a lot mm-hmm. to learn. It's fantastic. But getting to play with that is the most amazing thing. So I love, it's the same thing as say like, I'm, um, oh man, trying to find an analogy here. Uh, comfort is great, but being out of your comfort zone is still wonderful. I love learning. Denmark is is pushing me to learn so much more. I haven't read a non-alcohol book in at least the last six months trying to study and learn things. So that's fantastic. That's awesome. So you're learning a lot. It's, yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm stressing my poor partner out about in the morning. Like, did you know that this is a this and this came from this and this is a, he's like, no, I didn't know that. Didn't need to know that. But I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I do the same thing. Did you I'm know that the silk stuff. of corn is actually the fallopian tube? Like, it's the fallopian tube of the corn. I did not know that. I just learned that Thank this morning. Thank you, Shay. He did not need to know that at 8 this morning when I woke him up, but I did. That's going to be a Jeopardy question. Cool. The corn silk is the fallopian tube. <laughs> the corn. Huh. <laughs> now, the more you know, the next time it gets caught in your teeth was huh. the, the chapter that I read. So you can book. say, I have a fallopian tube stuck in my, excuse me, I have a fallopian tube in my tooth. <laughs> I wonder how that got there. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, so, oh, shoot, now I just lost my train of thought. Dang, this is a good cocktail. I'm losing. (laughs) (laughs) See, that was my idea. (laughs) Also a good reason to serve it small when you serve it to your guests at the beginning of a party because you don't want to get them too drunk too fast. Right. I'm pretty bad at that. Oh, I know what I was going to ask about. That's the one hard part of being a bartender. I invite people over for dinner and then I just get them drunk and then nobody eats dinner. Well, then they don't complain about your bad cooking. My cooking is fantastic (laughs) though, but... But I frequently get them a little too tipsy first, and then dinner comes a little bit more by the wayside. That's never a bad thing, unless they're driving, and then it's a bad thing. But then they have to sleep on your couch, I guess. I have two big velvet couches. There you go. So Two Truths has a um, a speakeasy thing weekly, right? Don't they have like a jazz or music thing where people dress up like 1920s? Um, So that's swank. No, that is um, every, oh gosh, this might be edited. It's every third Saturday. Okay. So it's once a month on a Saturday. Okay. So they can go on Two Truths website and find out. So does everybody dress up or? Not everybody, but um, we as a staff try to dress up. I'm not there on Saturdays anymore. So it's one of the nights I really, really regret missing. There are a couple of people that play there that I miss so much. Um, Arlette, who does the DJing for Swank, is fantastic. It's all vinyl. And people come dressed to the nines, like, oh my gosh, uh, so much bedazzling, so many sailor Mm. outfits. 
people are wearing their great-great-grandfather's Navy outfits. People are wearing gloves that go down to your elbow. It's fantastic. It is so much fun. And they are a cocktail-hungry crowd. We've got so to do that. That's, yeah, that's we haven't our done jam. That yet. 1920s. And if you want to dance, there's always somebody to dance with. There's always a partner or somebody on the dance floor, like, sadly looking for someone to dance with. So are that's they like, fun, too. Are they, like, really good dancers? Like, do they know how to? Because we they don't can really swing. know how to swing. So. They can swing. Okay. I so can't we would swing or walk. jitterbug yeah, or any of those other things. So we just have to be wallflowers, but that'd be okay. You can watch an old Bugs Bunny cartoon and figure it out. <laughs> oh, he was always doing the jitterbug. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Thank you. Yes, this cocktail's going in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Bugs Bunny doing the jitterbug in your head. I do. So you're honing your craft I constantly. I think that's a common theme in the bartending industry here. Everybody is so into it and and serious about it and just I, I, I mean we're we're the beneficiaries of that. So we absolutely love it. But I think the level of detail in in cocktails is just so amazing. Do you yeah, have just the, so you know, when you go out to drink a cocktail, we think about it a lot. We lay in bed and think of cocktails to make for you. We wake up and make notes to think of cocktails to make for you. And we wing it too, of course, sure. which is super, super fun. But And then the hard part is naming it. So we should pick a name for this. What do you think? It should be the... If I'm going to name it the talk. podcast. Yeah, the podcast. There you go. <laughs> Call it the Hansberry. That's a nice name. The Hansberry? <laughs> That's Greg's, our producer's last name. I'm going to call it. The Spicy Hansberry. <laughs> oh, I think the Spicy Greg is better. <laughs> Which is, that, that is kind of my lame de fact, like, default when people ask me, like, what is this drink called? And I think I might have actually done it to both of you when you first came into Two Truths and said, what is this drink named? Like, it's the Leanne. I don't know. I got, like, I have something to do. Like, <laughs> I don't have time for that. I like to think of a name, and then I like to think of drinks, and the two don't correlate as much as I wish they did. But how would they? Like, well, things like the shaviation, which was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just be- came up. I was just che- like teasing, and I called the aviation the shaviation. Then that was easy. Then my boss was like, "Well, you have to make that into a drink now," and I was like, "Okay, well, here I go." It was a very good drink too. It was delicious too. Yeah. I like that a lot. Thank you. You really bailed us out once on our cocktail tour. Actually, it was our very first cocktail tour at Two Trues. And something happened with the communication, and you didn't know we were coming. And I recall. <laughs> you uh, Not nervous. You that pulled that nervous. off. You Thank you. You <laughs> pretended like you knew what was happening and to our guests. So we very much appreciated that. You're a true professional, and we Heck appreciate yeah. I mean, that. Well, that's, I mean, like, you never know. Like, sometimes 15 people walk in, and they're like, oh, we have a party, and we have balloons and a cake. Like, oh, wonderful. We've Welcome. been waiting for you all day. <laughs> we're so excited to see you. And you just smile, and like, and just, I mean, that's what we're there for. Awesome. Well, Shay, this has been a true pleasure. I'm so happy that you agreed to be a guest on our podcast. The The cocktail is wonderful. Um, you can get the spicy Hansberry at which bar are you making this for? Denmark or <laughs> no? This is going Ooh. to the no, table. Th- well, this is going to the table, okay. which I guess if this airs after the pop up, it doesn't really matter at all. I can tell you the ingredient. So it's two of the Vita, half of the Ancho, half of the Cachaça. I use the Ava Cachaça, um, and this is the Ancho Reyes Verde. Just to backtrack, 
and the Rothman and Winter Orchard Pear. And Although, this and this cocktail is going to be part of your under the table dinner on February fifth. It will. Oh wow, it's it's a wonderful cocktail. That's worth seventy five dollars right there. Don't I can't I can't wait to see what that gets paired with. Yeah, food wise. So, listeners, um, if you haven't heard, we are doing a new series of tastings for women only. We're doing them monthly. It's called uh, Whiskey and Women. Um, it's a way for girls to get out and train your palate and learn more about whiskey. If you're interested, we're doing it on Tuesdays at the Great Southern Whiskey Bar at the Weston Hotel, the Great Southern Hotel um, here in Columbus, Ohio. And also, we are launching a new series called Small Talk in between our regular podcasts. Um, it's just bartenders uh, calling in with their stories. If you have a story that you'd like to share, you can just email us at info at com, and we'll send you a telephone number um, where you can send your uh, story to us, and we, we love to hear from you. Also, um, Look for our cocktail tour. Um, we do those on Saturdays and some Sundays. We do a Sunday fun day tour. And we're going to be doing some special things in the new year. So check us out on ColumbusCraftCocktailTour.com. And uh, Blair, you want to take us out? Yeah, always remember to drink responsibly, tip appropriately, and always be cocktail curious. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>